0: Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple, And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at BoldEnterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on strategic planning.
1: That's right. We have looked at the opportunity to be creative and energizing and motivating, that would be to really make a contribution by participating and shaping the future. Today we're talking about learning from the past. That's right. We're not doing this in uh, kind of a naive, idealistic sense of, oh, all of a sudden you can do whatever you want and create a perfect world. We want to stay grounded in reality and what we have learned before matters and it matters hugely.
0: And sort of our umbrella over the strategic planning series has been a model of the proactive reactive leader.
1: Like that tennis player on the balls of his or her feet, ready to both their own plan and to take whatever's coming at them.
0: Well, this certainly goes in line with our theme today of learning from the past.
1: That's right. Because we're out of this mindset of making the right decision and avoiding blame. We are already have done decision making and we're taking a much more nuanced learning approach. Now, the way we do that in our planning is to be very attentive to what is working and what's not working. We're watching what's going on. So when we say we're learning from the past, we're talking about a stance of attentiveness where we are thinking about what's gone on and making adjustments along the way.
0: So really it is reflecting on what has gone right and what has gone wrong and adjusting based on that information.
1: That's right. So if you took a a spectrum of time... And when we talk about the right and wrong, black and white decision-making and planning, you had to make the right decision. It had to get the whole thing. It would umbrella over that whole span of time. And what we're saying is if you're learning from the past, you can be watching what's going on in, in much smaller segments. And all along the way, you're making adjustments and adjusting here. So the pressure on that original decision is much reduced. So now let's take that into our planning So we're thinking ahead. We've got what we're shooting for for a year from now, and this month we want X, Y, and Z to happen, and we start down that path. And so if we are learning from the past, we are making these smaller transitions and these smaller adjustments, and it's much more effective and much easier to recover from the things that don't work well than sticking with some original plan. That isn't quite serving you well.
0: So in shaping the future, let's say there's a a long-term goal, something that's happening, you know, that you want to develop, that you want to go towards. What you're suggesting is that even in the midst of doing that, that you can look towards the past so that you're not overlooking or making the same mistakes, but are also able to learn what didn't work in the past so that in the future you're not making the same mistakes.
1: Let's flesh that out in a situation. Let's say you're building a certain staff team and you want a certain complement of skills on your team. You need some marketing skills, and you need some organizational skills, and you need some technical skills, and you've got this plan of this team you're going to put together. Well, then on the ground, after you start working with uh, maybe two of those three people, you actually experience a real-life person in action and their unique particular set of strengths and weaknesses that they're bringing to the table. And they may have skills that you didn't anticipate. And so to go ahead blindly and stick with the original staffing plan and go look for this third person, this third position, when you already have a lot of those skills wrapped up in the current team, can be very expensive and shoot yourself in the foot. What you want to do is be observing how your team is functioning and who these people are and adjust in this case, this is where the adjustment would come in. It would give you the opportunity, if you've got the funds for a third position, to staff it differently and maybe even reach out in a direction and get some skills you didn't originally plan to be able to do this year. That would be an example. So you had in the course of that experience, you learned something about these people and then you were able to adjust what your next step was based on that.
0: Well, and I like the idea of this being an opportunity to make small adjustments, not sweeping changes when things are just out of control. So you have the ability to analyze a situation and to kind of head off something bigger When you can just make little changes, little adjustments along the way.
1: Exactly. It solves a few problems for us. One is we get real busy. Of course, there's so much going on. We've got competing pressures from all sides that want our time and our energies. It's very easy to go into autopilot. It's very easy to kind of say, okay, well, we've got our plans and our goals and we're heading down that path. Let's just go down that path. And we can't attend to it because we're busy. And that's one danger. We can't go into autopilot. You need to stay aware and stay alert and be reflecting. So reflect and adjust. Reflect and adjust. You have to be reflecting. Also, as you were pointing to the sweeping change things, we can't be rigid either. We can't be, well, I made a decision and we have to keep going down that path and Let it take its course no matter what, as if to make adjustments along the way with some kind of admission of failure or weakness or something. We want to avoid that kind of rigidity in our planning as well. And we accomplish both those goals by adopting this approach of reflect and adjust, reflect and adjust. And it's very simple. It's not a whole set of skills you have to go for an advanced degree. To um, acquire.
0: Well, it's it's such a freeing way to look at things. It's such a freeing way. You know, as we've we've talked about in the past couple of podcast series, we want to get out of this right and wrong mentality of decision-making and being in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about in our previous podcasts about this concept of failure and really just more of a learning opportunity than the end of something.
1: That's right. Somehow, for some reason right now in our working culture, a lot of it is very ego-driven and it's just a lot of worry and stress and pressure around failure or getting ahead and how we're being perceived and blaming and whose fault is it and not wanting to take the hit. And that just sucks the energy and the money and the effort out of our teams and our divisions where are no excuses. I'm going to own my decisions. I'm going to make my plans is a completely different stance. And it's an energizing, motivating one where my contribution matters. If I'm creative and show up, I have a part in shaping the future and I am not constrained if I need to make adjustments along the way because I am intentionally staying aware so that I can make those adjustments in a timely manner. That is a real energizing environment to be in. I love it. I love that
0: we want to free people up to be a part of their workplace as opposed to just employees for their own benefit. And that's why we talk about just this no excuses concept of leadership. And bet it can apply to all of us, even if we're not leaders in own a workplace.
1: One of my favorite lines from a former associate was, you know, we work in order to live. We don't live in order to work. And so, you know, to have that kind of full experience where sweat and efforts is worth it, and it's worth going and showing up and putting ourselves in fully.
0: And we always talk about if you're not in an environment or a workplace culture that allows you to experience those things, then it's a time to reevaluate. And I know you help people with reevaluating that kind of job that kind of nebulous world of job satisfaction and should I be doing something else? This isn't really where I belong. And if you start noticing these things aren't really mattering to anybody in your workplace, then it might be a time to reconsider.
1: If you are feeling trapped you are not. And so we need to get different vocabulary and some new options into your hands so that you can find work that matters.
0: Well, next week, we're talking about focusing the present in strategic planning. So as always, join us on the web on our blog. We'll be discussing uh, this week's topic at boldenterprises.com. And we'll catch you next week.
1: This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.